All right, and on the next episode, or I guess this episode of the Raw thoughts that I never share. <laughs> um, this one, I guess, is gonna be a kind of a. I'm gonna add more than just one, probably in this episode. I know I've been doing like just one thought per episode, but since we're going down to the last couple of them, I want to try and mush some together if I can. So this one's still around emotions, but um, more so around this area of newness and novelty and excitement that I feel like I gravitate towards as a human and also what I find that anyone who's been in the space long enough probably does as well which is why this emotion side connects people so much deeper um, so for me like my my thought is I love out-of-the-box marketing and really anything that's new and exciting that I haven't seen done before but has a really deep, well thought out and intention to it. So one of the ways that I was trying to explain this was um, when I was on my uh, six week road trip that I did earlier this year, I did an episode on it if you want to listen to the lessons that came from it. Um, one of the places that I went to actually before the road trip was Miami for a conference uh, that I went to. And in Miami, I'm a huge fan of art, uh, especially art that's like modern art. And I went to this interactive art museum where you could actually touch the walls to make the art move, which is something that's so unique and also so well thought out because the, the level of detail you have to have to like plan all this out with projectors, with um, probably like sensors that you can feel, with camera work, all this kind of stuff. The level of detail is so intricate that it's almost like built in respect for it, right? because you can see how much that artist, the creator, took time to think about how we as a consumer might experience this. And I find that same to be said for Disney. Um, you know, even there's one thought, when I used to, when I was younger, I was enthralled with Disney um, to the point where like I would watch uh, like Disney YouTube fact videos about uh, how Disney was created. I was like, I loved Walt. I think I did a book report on Walt Disney <laughs> forever ago. And one of the things that I always thought was really interesting about it, about them and what they did was at Disneyland, or I think both all parks, Disney found the exact shade of green that to the eye and to the mind's eye blurs out the buildings or things that they don't want their guests to see that would ruin the magic of the experience. And I think that's so interesting because that shows you the level of understanding they know of their, well, one of how the brain works and two, of what they're, what the experience and the intention they're trying to create with their parks. And I find that the more I work with clients, both on the messaging side and funnel side, and for a lot, it's usually both at the same time, that that level of intention or detail is what changes the game for them. Because when you're able to tap into, you'll hear me talk about this a little bit around like, tapping into the frequency of your offer, the frequency of your funnel and idle clients, of the blueprint of like, what is the thing that they need to see here and feel in order to say yes. That type of stuff comes from you having the intention to make it as specific, and as unique as they need it to be. Like really cultivating an experience that will help them to guide them into whatever they need to see and understand to say yes or no. I think at the end of the day, people think marketing, um, 
is something that's always meant to be like helping them get to the yes and it's a hundred percent that but also not forcing anyone to say yes if they're not aligned to if they're not in the right stage of awareness to do that so i always try and say like you're helping them to guide them in an experience that will help them to make an empowered decision because an empowered decision makes them feel confident on knowing what their next what their answer is um, versus when they feel scattered or when they feel like they have to choose it now that's when buyer's remorse happens. That's when people will like over expect from your program and think they have to get the result now or else your, pro your program's not right. Because you put them in the like state of thinking that it was a, you know, binary solution. It was like this or that. It's going to be this option or that option or there's no other or else this doesn't work. And when you have this level of intention, one, other people who have like the inner artist in them or inner creative respect it for sure. As someone who's like me, who I kind of had to reclaim my own creativity in the last year or so because uh, growing up, it just wasn't, I didn't have too many models around me who delved into that or expressed their creativity in that way. But two, it was for me realizing that the things that brought the most buzz where yeah some things that were always like shocking or surprising but when you're trying to create and you're trying to scale whatever you're trying to do your offer or income the more you can build lifetime buyers and diehard people and people who not just respect you but honor and want to be around you and like connect with you so much deeper that will inevitably increase and scale your income so much farther than any type of shock and awe marketing that is being used today. So shock and awe is great for like a split second, but to create the, the intention around the experience they're trying to go for, that creates lifetime buyers, lifetime people who are advocates and constant referral sources for your business. Um, and you see this with Disney, if I, if I wanna go back to it, where there's literally Disney adults, there's so much merch from it, they're, they're also a huge company. But it's because when you're at the, at least for me, I grew up in California, so I went to Disneyland, which is a very smaller park. It feels more homey. Going to that place, you could see the intentions behind it, like where they put the speakers. They, they pushed certain smells in the air, which is very capitalism, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, these things that were so well thought out and so tested that came from wanting your people to feel a certain emotion to keep them coming keep them to coming back but also to have them have a really good experience so especially for people who are doing things that are either one to many or who are doing things that are going to be scaling based it's so important for you to have this level of intention and create creativity around it because without it you're leaving out so much more on the table for not just connection but conversion to like at some point, I will create a graphic around like the money and the money breakdown of how it looks like one-off customers versus lifetime buyers. Because um, if you think about it, like people who use ads, I have no problem with ads. I've done them for years for clients. Um, I'm actually, I might be at some point creating some like add-on around an ad-based thing that's like very specific to emotions and videos and stuff. Anyway. That's like percolating right now. Um, but when I, when I think about ads sometimes as well, you know, we focus so much on bringing in people 
all at once, the short term, and I think you can also use organic in the short term as well. But I find that we're going to people who are cold, who we haven't built, or your funnel, or whatever you've taken them through, does not have enough of like content that's intentional around moving them through the different stages of awareness they need to be at. That's when a lot of those people kind of like get stuck on your list and they become ghosts or they buy because of the scarcity of like, this offer ends now. Um, and they buy once and they either never talk in, in the offer or they um, don't really get much out of it versus, and they, they're not going to buy again because the experience that they had with it, not as much of your own reason, not as much of your own fault, but more of just like happens. Um, because of that, they're gonna, you're gonna get like that one cash injection and then fall flat. Versus creating lifetime buyers, you still get that one-off cash injection from them, but because you spent the time to intentionally co-create an experience with them from the first impression down to the yes of the emotion side, the energetic side, the messaging, like all of that together, but in this beautiful experience, you're helping guide them through in an automated way, in an autopilot way, you're able then to have them, one, be a better student in your product because now they're more connected to you and committed to this, this, like the solution, the, the product. And then two, because they're more committed to you, they're already gonna be more vocal about like, hey, I'm in your program, I love this, uh, I can't wait to like see more from you. Do they upsell more? So again, you have that one-off sell still, but now you're getting them into like, maybe a $1,000 product or into a $5,000 thing, or you're getting them to refer two of the people into like the first entry points for you. And that builds so much more advocacy, some more authority, more money, more audience growth than that one-off will ever do for you. So it's funny because so many people hyper-focus or over-prioritize the one-offs because it's an, a, a short-term thing they don't realize the lifetime buyers still gave you that one-off hit but they compound an ROI and money for months and years on end because you're cultivating the experience to them as a human rather than to them as a number which is what a lot of programs do unfortunately so that's why I love intention-based things or out-of-the-box marketing because it really focuses on the person first rather than always the profit and the profit is there the profit comes and it's it's not like you have to wait long enough for it, but it means that you're not prioritizing people over it anymore. You're keeping it at the same level. Like because you're helping people, the profit will come. Profit comes from helping people and that cycle continues. So that's what I believe when it comes to this thought of out of thought, the thought, uh, out of the thought, <laughs> out of the box marketing. And again, part of this could just be like the Sag and me, um, Sagittarius, I think I'm a Sagittarius rising, um, or the creative element of me for people who are aged or in human design, I'm a generator, um, and the three in me, the line three, uh, around experimenters. Maybe it's just also because I've been in the industry for five years and I'm tired of seeing the traditional problem solution offer formula, and it's also in data points being shown as doing a lot worse. Like a lot of people who are doing webinars still are having a really steep drop and not just attendant rates, but also conversion rates. So there's a reason why 
I always respect anybody who lets out their inner child or creative genius out for a test drive in their business. Even when you think you might not have one, it could just be suppressed or in a different medium than you think it might be, than just like, I paint or I write poems or whatever. Um, because what I hope to do with also my own business and what I teach clients is like, I hope to do the same in mine and be an example for others to do the same. Because if we can also shift our own experience to feel excited, to feel joyful, to feel motivated again with our marketing, with our sales system, with our offer, with our messaging, then we also are building this like self-built sustainability in ourselves because now we're going to be excited to show up. We're at minimum looking forward to sharing more about whatever we're doing which I think for a lot of people come to me because they've kind of lost that or it's felt very diluted since they've overcorrected by trying to do all the automation or doing only organic because they're afraid of the rigidity of what people think um, funnels or messaging work can be. And just to kind of close this out, because I was going to do more than one, but we're just going to do this one right now. Um, to close it out, like the biggest thing I can say with people who are thinking about messaging work or funnel work or anything that's like, having someone to help support you in these more in these ways that are helping to create more autopilot type experiences is one that rigidity breeds dilution and curiosity opens its arms to expansiveness so it's why i talk so much about like the funness the childness the creative genius because those all come from a level of um a lens of looking at things rather than just a binary yes or no. Because for most of us, and most decisions that aren't just like, what do I want for dinner? Which even that could be not binary solution. Um, I find that where you have curiosity, when you have this level of, of fun and of joy that comes through it, things change for the better, for, for life, for your business, for everything. And it's why I choose to move forward today and every day going forward, choosing that curiosity to move towards expansiveness. And expansiveness is where those amazing ideas come, where people share your posts for you because you connected with them deeper, where things start to line up for you in ways that you hadn't seen it before because rigidity, you get stuck in like, it's either this solution or it's not gonna work. It's either this thing or it's not gonna work. You put all your eggs in this one basket. The thing is you don't realize is that like rigidity is used as a form of your way of trying to control things that you can't to understand. It's so natural. And I'm going to continue to offer you the opportunity to open your arms up to curiosity, open your mind up to curiosity because it can't hurt to try when you've already tried for the last months or years, the rigidity or binary solution side. So I'm hoping this will connect with you in a way maybe other things haven't before, especially if you're someone who's been stuck in the rat race of how do I make this work? And you have an X or Y type of thinking with it. So if you want to go in deeper, feel free to let me know. And also I'm going to keep bringing this back to what I do with clients. Um, but this is a lot of what I do with clients and, and their offers. If you want to get a taste of how that looks like for you and how I also shaped my intention around this workshop for the instant yes workshop, 30 bucks, feel free to get it. I was so intentional to the point where I actually have two 
ways of actually experiencing the workshop, either self-paced or binge mode, and in a way that helps the consumer on the after effect as well, experience and create a deeper level of connection with you guys. So if you wanna see how that looks like on the after side, get in for yourself as well, because if nothing else, you'll be able to have you'll be able to have uh, more offer interest and more DMs from it anywhere by the end of the workshop. So looking forward to seeing you in there. And if not, chat with you on the next episode.